Watch this. I want you to put your hands together and welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for the Black Delegates Podcast. Yo, Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready? All right. Thank you for tuning in once again to the Black Delegates Podcast. I am your host, the Ghetto Phenom, uh, and this is episode 166. That's 166. We're recording on Monday, July 19. As you may have noticed, the Black Ryan, our normal host, is not with us yet. He said he's going to be in on CPT. He says he's not abandoning us, just running a little behind, got something going on. So uh, as he says quite often, the show must go on. So I'm sitting here today with the one and only box wine poppy yo what's going on and also we have shonda the lovely shonda the lovely shonda box wine poppy with the flattery today (laughs) hey guys what's going on so glad to be here another day another show we appreciate y'all for rocking with us you could be listening to anybody but you're listening to the black podcast right now so we appreciate you uh, so we often start off the show in a little bit of a somber note, although we try to make it uh, as jolly as can be. But it's with the R.I.P.s, uh, the in memorial. And we lost uh, one of the the pioneers in the hip hop game, Mr. Biz Marquis. Right. Uh, Biz Marquis passed away, had had some health complications for quite a while. Uh, but was 57 years old when he passed away. Now, there were some rumors a couple of weeks ago that he passed, but uh, that ended up uh, being the Twitterverse jumping the gun. Uh, But we finally got confirmation. And so the uh, Just a Friend rapper, that's what he's most known for. I know my dad knows that song, Just a Friend, and my dad hates hip-hop. He hates rap, (laughs) but... He know he used to always be like, yo, who you know, hip hop is so easy. You got this guy that just sings terribly, and he makes a hit song, and and all of that. So, uh, box wine, poppy. I'll go to you first. What are some of your memories of Biz Marquis? Were you a fan besides just a friend, or even including that? Like, what what memories do you have? Uh, hey, definitely, definitely a, a, at that era, you know, early, you know, early hip hop, you know, late 80s, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was in the Juice Crew with, uh, you know, Marley Marl and Big Daddy Kane and, and MC Shan, all those dudes like that. So, like, I mean, yeah, I thought he was I thought he was dope, man. At the time when I was like a little kid, you know, I mean, he was doing the beatbox and stuff. He had some good and he had he, had, he didn't just have one hit. That was his biggest hit, the signature joint. But he had he had some really good songs. Nobody Beats the Biz, you know, several others we could go on. So man, yeah, I, I was depressed about this one a little bit. I, I definitely every time a, a rapper dies, I get on YouTube like at that night, and I'll just like play like their catalog, like five or six songs. I just bump it through the house, and the kids are like looking at me like, "What is, what is Daddy doing? He, he's, right. he's, he's a psycho. Why, why is it not on SpongeBob or or, car, or like uh, uh, Coco Melon or some mess like that?" And I'm like, "No, you can listen to this." And then I, you know, I watch the videos. And I'm always amazed by how trash the videos are. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like literally like a twenty dollar budget. We watched the Vapors mm. video, and it was like it, it was on. A, they, they had a yacht, a rented yacht, but like everything else, like cost like five dollars. I mean, it was it was it was horrific. So I, I mean, we've advanced so much, but man, it was when hip hop was fun. I mean, like he was just, he was just rapping about like I mean, no, was he a great lyricist? No, you know, but it was fun hip hop. I, I definitely dug it. And he always, every time I looked at him in the face, I was always, that was like, if, if Patrick Ewan was short, that's what he would look like. It was him. That's why I always thought that. So, Facts. Shonda, what about you? What are your thoughts on the Biz Marquis? Uh, definitely a fan. I thought it was very, very sad that he died and, and died so young. Um, definitely have memories of going to, you know, parties that he would DJ. I want to say maybe back in the day, like first Friday, he would come and he would DJ in St. Louis from time to time. So that was always a highlight. Yeah. Great DJ. Um, actually, one time on one of my trips to New Orleans, um, couldn't find anything to do. I found out he was in town DJ at a party, so ended up there. So definitely um, going to miss his contributions. I enjoy, you know, just how jovial he always seemed to be, just fun loving. So definitely um, avoid that, mm. but very unfortunate. Yeah. Now, you, Phenom, let me let, let me throw it back to you, Phenom. Did you 
ever have to sing the song "Just a Friend" about a, about a young lady <laughs> in your younger years? Did you ever? Did you ever have oh, to break it out? Baby, you. <laughs> um, I don't think I had to. There probably has been a time or two where I wanted to, where I, where I wanted to break down, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, you know, and Shonda talked about him being jovial. You know, if you made a song called Picking Burgers, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, were just a, you were just a funny and the, and the song was all about, it was literally all about Picking Burgers. That's the crazy and, part. And it, it got really played. Like, it was on either the radio or MTV or whatever. So, you know, uh, yeah, he, he was a talent. He was one of those people that's kind of just a larger than life personality, you know, in hip hop. Yeah. Like, even if you... If you weren't a Biz Markie fan, if you didn't buy the albums, like you knew who he was and you knew, you know, yeah. just his persona. So I think that's that's major. So and any, uh, you know, there was one f- fact that, you know, that they don't really talk about that much. But like and I do remember that, like he had this album that was going to come out and uh, and it was getting ready to drop. And this is like when he was, you know, hot, I guess, you know, you know, I don't know, it was 89, whatever it was, you know, like. They, but bef- up until then, like, you know, the, with hip hop, it was all unlimited sampling. Like you could just sample whoever, you know, like 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 uh, what is it? You know, the uh, uh, you know, chick good times turn into rappers of light and stuff like that. But, there, you know, there was no royalties at that time. Like it was just like, OK, we just take we just take the beat and, we you know, maybe we, we just loop it. And, and that's it. You know, you know, we, we, we don't give you no money. You don't get nothing for it. But then when, for whatever reason, you know, at that time when hip hop was starting to get big, 88, 89, Biz was one of the dudes and he was, he was a DJ. He was, you know, digging in crates, finding samples and he was putting out albums. For whatever reason, his album was like, there was like this one artist for a song that, you know, we probably never heard of, but uh, Biz wanted to sample it. He was going to, he was going to name the song the same title as the song that he was sampling. The dude sued. And it went to court, and the, and his album was getting ready to drop, and then and the, and actually it uh, it got upheld, like it got you know I don't know if it was the Supreme Court or whatever like that, but that basically changed the whole mm. industry. Like they basically had, I think the album was out on shelves for like a week or two or something like that, and they had to like they had to like pay to remove them. They had, like they had to call all the record shops right. and say, hey, take it down. And they had to pay you know right. they had to pay all this money back. So I mean like, and he never really recovered from it. I mean, but he was so for whatever reason his case. I mean, it would happen eventually. What it's yeah. not his fault right. or anything like that, but. But it changed the course of music history, right? But his he he kind of uh-huh. suffered for that. I mean, that's that's kind of one thing we don't talk about enough. That's kind of crazy too. Yeah, and it's always it's weird now. I never realized it. It'll, it'll be certain songs I try to go back and listen to on uh, you know streaming. I have YouTube Music or um, and like the songs w- won't be available. And I used to be like, yo, why do they got this whole album, but they don't got these two songs or three songs? And oh, I really? later realized that. Those are ones that didn't have cleared clear samples, sample. and so they had to pull yeah. them off of you know the streaming yeah. album. So it's crazy. They want their money, man. Everybody <laughs> wants their money. Yep, yep. So again, yep. R.I.P. Biz Marquee uh, definitely contributed greatly to hip hop. Let's jump into this week in blackness. Uh, let's see. Shonda got the pen <laughs> out, so we know she's ready. But I'm gonna throw it to Boxwine Poppy because he said that he had the worst week by far. So Boxwine. Tell us about your yo down. I wish I had anything interesting. Yeah, I wish I had anything interesting to say. But the week it was just it was just a uh, man. It was hot, <laughs> miserable uh, week, and then it rained all day today. So it's just been it's been I've been doing little projects around the house, but nothing nothing really uh, you know notable to, to write about. And uh, man, we didn't really do much. It was just it was just hot, miserable, and boring. And uh, tried to take my kids to the park. Go to the park, man. It is a billion degrees outside. I mean, like a thousand percent humidity. I'm like, why am I out here? We walk in there. We get in there for maybe like 20, 30 minutes. We get, we about to get on this little roller coaster. Me in the sun. He gives me the, the international snow for, I got to go. Pick it so, <laughs> I was like, man, can you just hold it? We're going to get up out of here, man. So like, look, we went all the way to this park. We were in there for about 30 minutes. He gave me the poopy, the poopy international poopy symbol. And we were like, all right, we, we bounced, man. Let's get up out of here. It was, it's too hot. Let's just, we're just all going to go home. Don't nobody want to be using these public restrooms out here in COVID time. So that we we did all that for basically nothing. Good thing we had season passes and we didn't have to pay no extra money for it. But uh, but yeah, man, that was it, man. Week was trash. Uh, get it out of here. And uh, what what about one of y'all? What y'all do? Shonda. My week was trash too. Um, definitely had mm. a couple of black hair moments, but I almost don't even want to talk Uh-oh. about it. <laughs> No, you got to. You, no. you you can't bring it up and not talk about it. You got to okay, share. I'll, That's what the people I'll here for. So, okay, so, well, I don't know if I can really call it a black hair moment, but it was something that really irritated me. Uh, so I had a doctor's appointment, and I went 
and, um, you know, whatever. It was like literally one of the first appointments in the morning. So it wasn't super crowded, no big deal. Um, but there were two ladies working like the receptionist counter and one of the ladies who I know from frequently visiting, you know, like the office, you know, she was like, Hey, Shonda, I need to talk to you while you bring out. She's like, you know, so I thought that it was strange, but I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And, um, I hadn't been, you know, actually since before the pandemic. So it had been a while since I had seen her. So I wasn't sure what she wanted. Anyway, so I had my appointment. I came back out and um, she like went down to the other end of the room and she was like whispering. So I like met her over there and she was like, do you still work for so-and-so? And I was like, I do. And she was like, well, my daughter's trying to get on and um, I was just like, <laughs> tell me the website to go on to look for jobs. So, a couple things, right? So, I haven't seen you in like a year. I didn't go to her whenever um, she was not the person who checked me in. She knew I worked there, which is why she stated that she needed to see me. So, she was looking at my chart. Right. <laughs> so, it's just like, right, right. I don't mind you looking at my chart if you have a reason to look at my chart. But it was just kind of odd that she yeah. essentially cornered me. And then the other thing, I was like, if you're daughter, whomever you want to, you know, tell them to go look for a job, can't find the career site of a, you know, if you can't Google search such and such careers, she's got bigger, bigger problems, right? right? But anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, Shonda, like, look, I'm trying to get my heart taken care of. You're trying to ask me about jobs. This is not the time or the place. They want the stirrups like this. Do not have those. I had no issues. However, I just thought it was really, really, um, I don't know. It was unprofessional. It rubbed me the wrong way. Because then it was just like, you know, if I wanted to say, okay, somebody's actually happy to see me. Just wants to check on me and see how I and the family is right. doing. She's literally looking for a handout. So that was a little awkward exchange. But, you know, I, I don't know if I can really call it a black hair moment. But it was definitely one of the things that. Oh, no. I didn't you know, manager, I'm guessing. And unless you ask me to manage an account. <laughs> you know she wrote well, a letter. Thought, you know she <laughs> I thought no. she jotted some notes. She was like at approximately 3.43 p.m. In the moment, I was so annoyed that I almost contacted the doctor. Because I just thought it was so unprofessional. But I did not. I didn't say anything. See, see, Shonda, you got to have like how I like me and me and Phenom. We have we have uh, you know RBP. Like nobody like people mess with like I, like I, I come in there. I look like I'm annoyed at all the time. So like nobody asks me these questions. Like nobody's like looks at my it chart was, and says anything. Like, it was just, really like, weird. Okay. Usually, I mean, no issues. But then I had on a mask. But you know, definitely, I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't really want to be there anyway. But it was just like you know, it was first thing in the morning. I was, it was just annoying. But it was just really unprofessional. I thought. Yeah. So that was uh, one of the things, but didn't do a lot. I got to see, I had some cousins visiting from um, the West Coast. And, you know, in these COVID times, it was a little bit of pressure to uh, hang out with them, but I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was outside, and um, you know, it was good catching up, but I definitely, you know, my cousin actually who was visiting coughed twice, and I was like, all right, after the second one, I was like, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, yeah. Hey, I, I was in the store today, and I heard like some lady like in like an aisle over, and she was just hacking. Right. I was like, man, get out of here! But and you know, of course, there's no oh, mask. Right. Like, get yeah. out of here! What are you doing? Yeah, it's like coughing is like mm-hmm. fighting words. It's like somebody called right. your mama the B word. <laughs> You're like, wait, wait a minute. Right? It was like I gave you. What was that? The second one, I was like, all right. So <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotcha. Well, and I'll, I'll piggyback before I hop into mine on your doctor story. So, you know, I talked about the homie a couple of weeks ago that almost, you know, got into this big brawl because he wanted to touch somebody's <laughs> behind. Well, the same friend, uh, and I think this happened more than once. I think this has happened maybe two or three times back in the day where he got fired from a job because a little pretty young thing would come in for an interview, uh, go out. He would go pick up the resume, call their house. Like, uh, yeah, I know you, uh, interviewed at Taco Bell today. You know, I thought you look 
kind of cute. I work up there. What's good? <laughs> and they would be like, what? And he got fired from like a couple of jobs. So it was people. And did it multiple times, man. This dude, this dude, this dude is wild. People out there violating, man. That's a, you you got to be careful with your, your data, your yeah. info, because people out there don't got yeah. no sense. So I feel your pain. Hey, but hey, people out there, look, aspiring uh, workers out there looking for jobs. Look, hey, it, it does help to be attractive. I'll just, I'll just be honest, male or female. It does help to be attractive. Look, it, look, if you ugly gang, it's it's not it's not easy getting a job out here in the corporate world. It isn't, man. I know. Look, I know people that like they they they've, they've had a hired intern. I remember when they hired me as an intern, I was like a dude, and the, the before then was like some a bunch of pretty girls, and they're like the, like the other guys in the office. They were, when they found they hired a guy, they were so disappointed. They were like so yeah. bad. That's funny. <laughs> they were like, you hired a guy. Like, how could you do this? We this this is the best thing to happen to us to have female interns in here, right. and you just hired this loser over here. Like, and that's it. So, be attractive. Be attractive. That's, it helps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does help. So my week in blackness. I'll go ahead and hop into it. Got a, a couple of things. So number one uh, was a celebrated a, a anniversary, a wedding anniversary. Hey. So uh, the wife and I uh, decided she had just went out of town like the week before. Um, and with COVID and everything, we like, we don't want to do nothing super crazy. So I was like, you know what? Let's do like a little staycation. Went and found a, a nice little four star hotel, you know, in the city. It was like, let's let's go stay there. They had a a nice restaurant. Um, now you remember the last time you went to a hotel with the wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. This wasn't that bad of an experience. I'll say it wasn't great just because like the hotel service was trash. The hotel itself was like dope. Cause it's a throwback Renaissance mm-hmm. hotel. Like I said, it's four stars, but mm-hmm. they got a, you know, just the decor is kind of old school. So that was, that was nice. That was dope. All the people were nice and friendly. But we went to the restaurant to eat because I had a restaurant uh, that looked good. So I was like, well, let's just do everything mm-hmm. there. But the service was trash. Like we were waiting. They, they probably haven't served nobody in a year. That's, that's probably why, you know. No, they, well, they do a lot. I think they do a lot of takeout mm-hmm. um, and room mm-hmm. service. Uh, but, yeah, I think pre-COVID, you know, they would have reservations and all that. But now they don't. Yeah. But it was like we were kind of waiting for somebody to come see us because it says, please wait to be seated. And nobody came, so my wife went, you know, asked the bartender. She was like, oh, well, just sit at this table by the bar. I'll take care of you. We're like, cool. Uh, long story short, food ended up taking maybe 40 minutes, you know, 45 minutes to yeah. come out. We were going off taking pictures in the hotel while we were waiting. Um, then we ended up ordering some dessert, and we were looking for the uh, bartender. She was nowhere to be found. And so this one guy had came by, this one waiter was like, y'all, y'all okay? Y'all looking around? We're like, yeah, you seen the bartender? You know, we wanted to order some dessert. He's like, oh, she out there playing on her phone. Cause I asked, I think I said, is she on break or something? I saw her go out. I said, is she on break? He's like, oh no, she's not on break. She just playing on her phone. <laughs> so he's like, I'll, I'll take your order. So he, he took the order or whatever. I'd ordered a side that she didn't put on there. So they, they gave us that, but they comped us. And then the uh, dessert, you know, which is usually probably pre-made or doesn't take as long. That was another 30, 40 minute wait. Wow. Um, so luckily we weren't going anywhere else. We were kind of at the hotel. So we were we were cool about it. But I was just like, man. And then the bartender came back and she's like, look, I'm sorry. Everything's taking so long. I'm going to take care of your drinks. Don't worry about it. I got your drinks. And I really had gotten one drink. She told me she's going to bring another drink because she said she poured like too many margaritas or something. And she was going to bring me one. Never brought that. Then she came and said, I'm going to take care of your drinks. Don't worry about it. I got the bill. The drink is right there on the bill. And you're just like, it's going to take you 45 minutes to to take this off of here. Right. So we didn't worry about it. But but that was cool. Uh, The other thing I'll share real quick. uh, You know me. I am the king of home improvement fails. Mm -hmm. Scheduled a handyman to come out and actually it just kind of worked out that he came out that day, the day of our anniversary for this barn door that I've been trying to get up forever. I started to put it up myself. uh, Couldn't do it. I remember you talking about this like a year ago. I put up a mounting board for it, but I could tell it wasn't all the way sturdy. So I was like, well, let me hire somebody. So then we had the failed hire guy. We had some of the other people come out that said it was going to be two, three months. So I finally found another guy. 
He said it could come out Friday. I'm like, well, this is going to be perfect. We'll get it done on the anniversary. Like, that's going to be cool. <laughs> Dude came out. He knew what he was doing. Like, he, you know, I showed him the stuff. He's like, all right. He got to it immediately. We hear, you know, drills and and hammers and all that. And I'm watching them. I'm like, okay, cool. So he gets the railing for the door up. But part of that mounting board I had in there starts coming out. So he's like, uh, I don't think there's any studs on this part of the wall. So, and he checked and he's like, yeah, there's really? no studs right here. Uh, so he was wow. like, I can put it up. I can get it up. He's like, but it's probably not going to be sturdy. He was like, it's probably going, he's like, it's not going to fall immediately, but over time it's going to lean and it's going to sag and eventually it might fall. He was like, if you want to do it, I'll do it, but I wouldn't recommend it. So I was like, yeah, just cancel that. So he said, you know, it could be done, but he probably had to rip open the wall, put some studs in there, you know, drywall it over, come back. So it's like a much bigger process. So I just told him, hey, take everything down right now. Uh, patch up the holes that are in there and we'll just deal with it later. So uh, another <laughs> home improvement fail. I know the listeners like hearing it. So you got another one. Phenoms fail I, of I the like week. It makes me feel better about uh, all the successes I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, all this, to- all this stuff I'm toiling around doing, but I, at least I ain't this bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So enough with that week in blackness. Let's go ahead and hop into these topics. I guess I'm actually first. I'm going to be quick since I just went with this week in blackness. But first, we got the block is hot. And so uh, this is a story about some Legos. Or Actually, there's a, a gun company, Culper Precision, uh, that made a customized weapon. Uh, it, it was sort of a skin, essentially, for a Glock. They call it the Block 19. Go ahead and make sure you check the show notes and see it. Uh, but basically, they put a Lego wrap around a Glock, and they were selling. They weren't selling the Glock. They were just selling the wrap. But it make it literally makes this gun look like it's a toy gun. And you actually got, like, Lego pieces on top. Or like, I don't know if that's like a helicopter on top. You got the red, the yellow, the blue. Um, of course, gl- uh, Lego was not happy. Lego was a child's toy. Uh, They don't want to be associated with guns and violence and all of that. So they sent a cease and desist and Culper Precision eventually ended up taking the sale down. Just wanted to know, what did y'all think about this? Uh, Would you, Boxwine Poppy, I know you used to be in the military. uh, Would you bust the Block 19? Or if if an enemy had a Block 19, would you think it was a toy and try to give him a hug instead of shoot him? Uh, look, if it's, it, look, if I, first of all, I mean, look, I can't, I can't front, man. I mean, it looks slick. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it just looks like, Hey, that looks kind of cool. And if I was, you know, younger, I mean, that is part of the appeal of guns, you know, all the different handguns, like some, some just look fire, like the, the desert Eagles, man, they just look good. They look good in your hand. You know, the Chrome ones, I mean, they got, you know, I mean, I don't have no gold plated ones like that, but you know, you, I, I see them online. So like that. So, the two you know, stuff like that. Right. I mean, the stuff, you know, I mean, there is like a, for whatever I think about guns and I've definitely, you know, held guns, I've shot guns, you know, like that, but I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't really take any, like, I'm not in love with them, but I know people that do, you know, there is an art to them, like the design, all that kind of the mechanics, you know, I, I, I get it, but this is, uh, it definitely looks cool. Uh, but it definitely looks like a kid's, you know, it can't, it looks like, uh, like it looks kiddish. It looks, but it looks cool. I can't, I can't say it's not, but uh, yeah, man, it definitely can't. First of all, you can't, I mean, they, they knew what they were doing. I think this is just a way for them to get their name. I think, it, I guess it is a gun company. I guess they do really make guns. Uh, so I'm guessing this, I mean, they sell the gun with it. No, they didn't sell the gun with it in this instance. It just, they just sold. But but maybe this is just a way to get them. I mean, they knew they were going to get taken down. This thing looks too slick, so I wonder if this is just a way for them to get some uh, publicity, get their name out there, uh, get people, you know, eyes on their their website or whatever other products they sell. I mean, it's if it is, it's, it's pretty ingenious because it's we're, we're talking about it. So, so um, support that, Shonda. What did you uh, think about the Block Nineteen? Yeah, I thought it was a terrible idea. Um, and I, <laughs> I just actually have to look at the photo again because I didn't realize I mean it looks so much like Legos like like the black 19 is in like the Lego font I just 
right. hold it back up because yeah. honestly, before we started the show until up until now, I thought it said Lego. Um, I didn't realize that it said Block 19. So um, I think that Lego definitely made the right decision by sending them a cease and desist. Um, and I know that the, I guess the Block 19 makers stated that they were doing it to show that guns were for everyone, but you know, I just. <laughs> Like, yeah. really racist. <laughs> Even children. Yeah. I agree. I agree with Box Nine Poppy. I think it looks dope. And, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not a Glock guy, but, uh, I, I would bust that if I had a Glock. Like I would get a wrap just because it matches with your shirt. It matches your shirt right now. Like it, co- it coordinates. Like I feel like I, a... I could be in a rap video. You know what I'm saying? And and have the little the glizzy or the blizzy. I guess it would be in that situation, and and it would look cool. Like I got I got some Jordans actually that would go perfectly with that Block 19 right there. Look, I, I guarantee you're gonna see these in some rap videos. I'm not of some skinny dudes and skinny jeans that I'm not gonna ever listen yeah. to. But I guarantee they have like two two of these in their hands, just waving around. I mean, it's, it's, it's and, that, and that's like a sure. big industry. I don't know big, but that is an industry of like customizing firearms. Yeah, you know, to oh, where yeah. you can customize it. And you see, even the major manufacturers, like they got pink, hot pink, or purple uh, handguns. You got the camo. I mean, they make a lot of guns. Like, any type of co- uh, color um, that you want to get, you you can get. And the thing I thought was interesting, uh, last thing I'll say about this, about the law portion of it, they said that, so in the U.S., it's illegal to make a child child's gun that looks real. You know, back in the day, like, toy guns used to look real. I think I told the story right. of how I shot a revolver thinking it was my cap gun uh, and shot it. Whoa. No, I didn't remember that. I'll tell about this. So I don't remember how old I was. I was young. I was probably like six, uh, maybe seven. And we lived in some apartments. And so one day I was, um, I think I was throwing a tennis ball. I was throwing like the ball that come with Jack, some type of ball. I'm throwing it up against the wall, just playing catch with myself. And then I dropped it and it rolled under the couch. So I'm reaching underneath the couch and I pull out this gun. Now, I had a cap gun that looked just like this gun, and I had lost it maybe two weeks before. So I pull out this uh, revolver, and I'm like, oh, this is my cap gun. I was like, right. it's heavy as hell. I, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even so recognize heavy. it at the time. So I literally thought this was my cap gun. So my brother was downstairs, so I'm like pointing it at him, you know, like, yeah, I'm about to pop you, fool. And my mother's like, don't, you know, you don't point a gun at people. And I was like, it's just a cap gun. And she's like, no, you, you know, you don't do that. That's dangerous. And I was like, what? I was like, where am I supposed to point it then? She's like, point it at the wall. I don't care. You just don't point it at people. So I'm like, man, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, my mom, you know, parents just tripping. Parents just don't understand. So I pointed the gun at the wall in front of me, reached out, pulled the trigger and bang, like it went off. So, turns out, through the apartment. like we like we had like a, a nanny. We called her grandma, but we had a a sitter who would stay there because my mother worked um, like afternoons and evenings, like two two to ten thirty or something like that. So we had uh, a babysitter that would be over there with us. So it was hers because we we lived in the hood. So she had the strap. My mother didn't know about it. We didn't know about it. So she was actually kept in the chamber. She was she kept a chamber as yeah, well. She was in the bathroom, which was on the other side of the wall that I shot. And the bullet went through the wall and ended up in the medicine cabinet in that bathroom. So if I would have shot maybe, you know, a couple feet over to the left, <laughs> like she might have got hit with her own gun. So. You would have caught your first body a few years earlier. I don't know. I, I, what I say, I was seven. That might have been, you know, second or third. Oh, okay. oh man, look, he, you, you were ghetto, ghetto. That's, that's what that was. But yo, know, I, I remember playing with guns in the street, like a uh, little, you know, play like not water guns, but the little, you know. And I remember aiming at cars. Mm-hmm. I remember like me being a kid out on the street, me and my friends out on the street with like little, like I don't know if they're water guns, but they look yeah. real. And you just in there, and but nobody kind of blinked out. But like, man, you get murdered for right. that nowadays. Yeah, man. I mean that's how crazy. It was. And so that's that's when they started making you had to first you had to put the orange cap, the little orange, yeah, the little little orange thing cap, on the, yeah, the little in orange there, joint on the front. And now you yeah. got to have them. 
crazy that colors. Look crazy. That didn't look like the Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, you got to have crazy like colors, joints. but then the, the real gun manufacturers start making crazy colors. So we, we back where we started. But, uh, but what I was saying about the law, and then we'll move on. So it's, a, it's illegal to produce a children's toy that looks like a real gun, but it's not illegal to make a real gun that looks like that's a toy. Crazy. So. Yeah, that's stupid. And I think the that. story so, that you guys... Right. I'm sure they'll get on to it. Valid points as to why this is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Next, we got Box Wine Poppy. Go ahead and tee up your story. Yeah. So my story, we we, we were going to talk about this a couple weeks ago. We decided to save it. It was so good. <laughs> we decided to save it to this week. I'm not lying. It was it was a slow news week. But uh, yeah, Bob Johnson, uh, founder of BET, America's first black billionaire. Uh, he had an article. This came out in Vice magazine a few weeks ago where he was talking about reparations. And this story was interesting to me because he was, this is the first time that I've heard anybody actually try to put a number, a monetary figure on, you know, we've, we've had discussion for Phenom, like reparations, how much, what, what would, you know, per person, what would you want, things like that. But he has put out a, a, what he thinks is a, is a reasonable uh, first guess. And he's saying 14 trillion is what he, what, what he thinks they need. Uh, so he's put, so I want to get your thoughts on that. And then also I want, there was a part in here where he's talking about like, he doesn't think right now that the money is, the check is going to be cut anytime soon, but he says like what, what effectively what's happening is society is, is paying out reparations in little piecemeal with like the, uh, critical race theory with like some of the like tuition reimbursement, some of these other, some of these other programs, which I guess he's in in a way saying like that that's in in its own way that is reparations in some kind of way, and so I just want to get your, y'all's thoughts on like the, the amount. Do y'all think that's sufficient? Does, it sound, does, it, does his reasoning sound good there? And then uh, what do y'all think about like where he's talking about there there are like without monetary mon- monetarily, but there are is is some form of quote unquote reparations being paid out in these other kind of social programs. I guess you call it. Shonda, any thoughts on it? I, I feel like I just talked for like 30 minutes straight, so I'm going to kick it to you. Yeah, so, okay, and full disclosure, um, it's been a minute since I read the story, but um, I remember my initial thought was just sort of raising an eyebrow at Bob Johnson. I just, I didn't understand, I guess, his rationale. Um, I do think that reparations are for Black people are um, a good idea. I don't know the number, but when you think of, you know, all of the land and opportunities and, you know, everything that's been lost over the years, um, I don't know that you can monetize it, but I guess you do have to start somewhere. Um, in, in terms of the programs, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know that they, that it's essentially reparations being um, trickled out. I, I would, my first instinct would say would be to say no, but I would have to wrap my brain around it some more. But um, all in all, yeah, I just, I don't know. Reparations is a good idea, I guess. I don't know which way to start. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, like Boxwine said, we've talked about it before. I do think that reparations are in order. Uh, the U.S. did pay reparations to Japanese Americans uh, after what was that World War Two internment camps, and that was uh, one point six billion dollars that they paid to eighty two thousand two hundred nineteen uh, Japanese Americans who have been uh, put in the internment camps. And today's money that would be three point five trillion billion, three point five billion, um, and so. You know, I do think that that is that's owed to black America. I mean, we we're in a time now where some of these stories are starting to get out more. Like when we talk about Black Wall Street, I mean, that's something the information was kind of out there, but it wasn't really in the public sphere, you know, where people just had awareness of it. And so we're finding out stories like that. We're finding out just how deep the systematic portion of racism goes, because like in the Tulsa massacre, I mean, there were police that were part of like organizing that, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was state organized. Um, and so I think black people deserve it. I mean, you can try to sit here and say, Oh, that's, that's the past that happened so many years ago, but the impacts are still happening today. And sort of the effects of that racism 
you know, are still there today. Uh, I think the reason that we haven't gotten any reparations is because it's, it's too many black people. Like I said, it was 89,000 Japanese people put yeah. in those camps. So they're like, oh, we can cut them this check for two billion or whatever, and, and they're good. There's what, like 40 billion black people. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to come up with the number uh, to pay 42 million black people. That's, you know, where people are not going to feel like it's just way too much money. Um, but you, you got to do something. So in terms of Bob Johnson, I agree. He's saying that there's a lot of little smaller programs uh, that they're trying to basically act like reparations, but you might as well just give it to the people, just give it to the black folks, uh, give it to them in terms of home and homes. They promise us 40 acres and a mule. Yo, you got all these homes, I'm sure, that are vacant or that are about to be vacant once they stop people from, uh, uh, once they end a moratorium on evictions. Hey, put black people in them homes. Um, so now we got the black Ryan with us. He's here fresh off the CPT time. Uh, we're talking about Bob Johnson and the reparation story. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, no worries. Okay, so I was just going to say, I just looked up um, the um, article about Bob Johnson, and it said that he feels like reparations would send a signal to white Americans um, to acknowledge that damages are owed and, and essentially that um, the wealth divide and police brutality against Black people are at the heart of the protests that have erupted. I mean, I don't know that giving us reparations are going to fix those things, but I do think that they are, are still necessary. But I just think his rationale is uh, a little bit interesting. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Like, you, like the U.S. has never really admitted fault. Like, you know, there's so many people that are like, ah, you know, that was back in the day. Like, you, you haven't really taken... Um, responsibility for the inequality and inequities that exist and is is directly a lot of stuff is directly related to the government like when we talk about uh the assassinations of all these uh, civil rights leaders and black leaders like the government was behind is documented it's, it's not conspiracy theories so uh at some point you i think the u.s has to take responsibility and say look you know Let's do right by the folks. But Ryan, go ahead. You're about to say something. I agree that there will be there'll never be a time where they just come in and just be like, all right, all black Americans get one hundred thousand dollars. That will never happen. And so in that case, <laughs> uh, he's exactly right. Uh, the best way for us to get our reparations is to piecemeal it together. Uh, so especially so it's not a, a shock to the white people who don't want this for us. Right. So we want to say, uh, hey, Give me some 0% interest loans, player. I will take that. <laughs> if we don't have to pay interest or give us, um, you know, I always said, a, a, well, a free education at some point means something to us. So we can at least, uh, if we can go to school and at least that way we're still working for what we're what we're getting. Uh, we're never just going to get a check, though. So unfortunately, that's out. Um, especially after COVID, that's out. That was all the free money <laughs> we ever gonna get. Imagine if they just said, for, for, "Yo, for this is only years. for black people." We never would have got that. They would have. They would have. They should have. They would have marched on us. No. But but so my concern is so even if you did like education, if you like, all right, we're just gonna make college free just for black people, then you know that jobs are gonna start swishing it up like. You just having a bachelor's, like, that's not enough. Yeah. Like, now you, you have, have to have, have triple you know, this master's or you have to be summa cum laude or, or whatever. It's like the goalposts are going to keep moving if you don't do it in a direct way. So that's why I feel like reparation, like, you have to do it money directly to the people in some way, shape or form. Because the way the system is set up, you always can uh, sort of react. Like, even with all this, these voting laws and stuff like that, like, once black people start voting... And and uh, Democrats start voting. They like ah, let, we got to change these voting laws. Right. <laughs> like, right. Now it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's a, reparations is not a as easy of a road as I used to think it was when I was a young man. I don't know how y'all thought about it when y'all were younger, but we used to talk about it in high school. Like oh, one day we gonna get reparations, but it's it's just not easy. It's it's hard to do. I mean, Paul's a finance man. He know he ain't giving nobody no money, so he gonna say no to it. 
I'm tight with I'm tight with the yeah, fruit. Send, the money, but I hey. say send block 19s to all the <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy with that. Don't kill me with a Hey, but wouldn't it be funny though? Just just for jokes. Wouldn't it be funny if like they were like, hey, we're gonna give you all the 40 acres of mule. Like, what the hell are you gonna do with the 40 acres of mule in 2022? What are you, what are you gonna do with that? Like, I don't want that. Give me give me cash, give me a house, I mean, give, me, give me land. Yeah, I, I, that's what, I'm telling you, land is what you want. You want 40 land. acres is land, fool. You do want land. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's like you do want land. You don't so need the Montana mule, the or somewhere like that is, will become a black state immediately. There you go. I mean, I mean, something. I mean, I mean, how wild like that, would yeah, Montana I mean, be if we all one. just went to Montana and moved there? <laughs> yo, Kanye, we thought Atlanta Kanye was wild. wild if, right now, if Montana became the black state. I mean, you play that little Nas X song and the horses in the back, and you, you're good to go, man. That's all you do out there. Hey, give me, give me forty acres of whip. I'm cool. So it'll be forty acres and a whip. Yeah, I like it. A car. A Mustang. You get 40 acres in a Mustang. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next story. Uh, we got a discussion. So this is something that went up in the group chat. Uh, the box wine poppy, did you put this in the group chat? If, if, if it's a ratchet. It was, you know. <laughs> so we, we have this gentleman. Of course, check the show notes. Uh, you can see the, the photos, the posts, the links that we're talking about. Uh, but this one, it was a Twitter post. Uh, UT Health San Antonio Long School of Medicine. Uh, we got this dude. His uh, Twitter handle is 750 Inked, and his name is Anthony Upchurch. He's a medical student. Well, what's interesting about Mr. Upchurch, the medical student, the future Dr. Upchurch, uh, he's got a tattoo over his eyebrow. He's got a tattoo uh, all over his arm down to his hand. Uh, where you, where you got he he got like the knuckle tats uh, all over probably got the neck tats yeah. uh, it has a whole neck tat yeah got the got the full neck tat everywhere otherwise you know besides the tattoos everywhere look like a pretty clean cut brother but people uh, it started a debate in the Twitterverse <laughs> about you know would you go to a tatted up doctor. You know, especially a tatted up black doctor. And this guy's young. So I'm going to throw it to the black Ryan. Right. He's fresh on the show. So we want to get his fresh advice. But Ryan, would you go to Dr. Upchurch or, you know, another young black dude that's tatted up? All right. So I guess first off, if I looked on the website, because I do check out my doctors that way. I don't know about y'all. I'm looking on the website. I'm seeing what you look like. Do you look like you're smarter than me? Like, if you don't seem like you're smarter than me, I don't know if I can really have you, you know, giving me medical advice. I can Google that. So I would check him out, see the tattoos, and I immediately be like, "Uh, is this dude even real? He might be like homeboy in Florida where he just been scamming people all this time. He really ain't got no degree. You know, he... he, A young dude that was faking the doctor. He giving women the the cement uh, uh, booty lifts and stuff like that. Nah. So I'm going to check him out. I mean, I'm going to the medical review board. I'm, I'm checking his credentials. And then maybe, but he gon he gonna go through a, a strenuous background check for me. Mm. What you think, Shonda? Shonda, you said you you went to the doctor recently, <laughs> and matter of fact, you had a little you had a little beef at the doctor. So would you look at this guy's practice? Maybe, maybe he's a little better than your current. Doctor. Uh, you know what? I so I I'll, I'll say this. I would definitely go to the doctor. <laughs> that is a handshake and a no for, for right. the listeners. So like, I don't want to be judgy, but you know, I will say that. Um, you know, I just I think that you know when you have certain professions, you are going to be judged based on the way that you look. Um, yeah. Do I think that there there's anything wrong with tattoos? No. Um, the fact that he has neck tattoos and eyebrow tattoos doesn't mean that he's any less smart than anyone else. Um, right. So you know he could have capabilities. However, I just don't. I don't want to see them on my doctor. So. <laughs> However, none of that matters. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't. So, you know, if he if he covered them up and I was, you know, and, and that's another thing. Like, I don't want to know everything about my doctor. You know, like, my doctor could tell me, hey, lay off the alcohol and go home and drink five drinks. I don't want to know that about them. You know what I mean? So, you know, just like, you know, I just think that there's a perception that you have to put forward in certain professions doesn't you know i i just 
I, I probably, if I saw that tattoo, it's like not go. Now, now, Shonda, if the tattoo over his eyebrow said Pyro Love, would this change anything? <laughs> yes, exactly. I was going to ask the same the question. Uh, I'm asking for your next appointment. Probably, but no, not, not this <laughs> Box wine. What are your thoughts? I wish I could find it right now, but I'd play the Bishop Bullwinkle clip. Hell to the no, <laughs> to the no, no, no. Look, man, this is, this is my thought on this. I'm sure the man is smart. Yeah, I, I got tattoos. Phenom, I think you got tattoos. Shonda, we, we, we're gonna, I'm just going to assume you got a couple tattoos because you, you're a Pyru love girl. And we just know that that's, that you probably got some little tattoos in some, in some spots Lord, we're not going to talk about in the podcast. Ryan, Ryan, you're washed. We know you ain't got nothing. <laughs> you trash. But listen here. Uh, I got tattoos, but hey, man, when you got the face, when you when you go above, look, I, I'm I'm cool. You you got the arms. If you want to go on the wrist, you got like want a word or two on your wrist. I, I I dig it, man. You got the little you got if you you, you want you know, tramp stamp for the girls, go knock yourself out. But when you start getting the the neck and the face, you're basically saying to the world, I can't function in normal society. <laughs> I've to. given up. I've, I, I've given up. I'm just gonna, you might as well just throw on sweatpants and just lay in bed all day, dog. Because that you you're basically saying I am not no I'm not equipped for a, a, a office job. I'm good working in a, in a in a in a in a tire a tire shop something like that all day long. That's what you're doing. So this dude, good for him, but no man. Don't, I don't want my wife going to a gynecologist where he got the face tattoo that says "Power Love" on the side. Definitely not the guy. No, I'm sorry, man. No, no, no chance. Well, well, I, I thought it was hilarious that one of the first comments on the post was gynecology. I saw that. <laughs> That's weird. It was by a lady <laughs> too, because she, you know, I guess she was spilling them. You saw the side by side with Jesse Williams. I saw that down in the comments. My right. wife said, "Yeah, he does." My wife said, I, "He fine though." So. <laughs> she didn't answer the question. I said, "Would you have a message uh, again?" Like <laughs> Ryan, you missed the part. You, you missed this part of the podcast earlier. But we said, "Hey, people, yeah. be attractive." It helps. So you oh, look. Nice. You can be attractive. Have all the, your face covered up with tattoos. It's going to be people. There's somebody out there. Be like, hey, be my gynecologist. That's yeah. how it works. Uh, and for me, and y'all know, I'm I'm typically one of the more liberal and uh, progressive members of the show. I think I would consider the dude. Like Ryan said, so Ryan says he looks at the website of the doctors. I do the same. Like I, I go, uh, I look on there. I kind of look at their credentials. I'm actually in a situation now. I got to find uh, another primary care physician because I went, I don't know, I went like 10, 12 years without a primary care physician. I got one like two years ago and he just moved. So he like moved out of state to go take care of his parents. So now I'm like, I don't got a doctor again. So I'm trying to find one. And like, even when I was looking for that guy, I was like, let me see if I could try to find a black doctor. Um, I remember my homie, uh, Mike, he had, he had a doctor actually that we went to school with. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. So yeah. the doctor and he like had rave reviews. So I was like, yo, I'm about to switch to, uh, Dr. He ended up moving to, um, what is that? Like real acclaimed hospital i think it's like a cancer center um mayo, mayo, clinic, mayo, mayo clinic. clinic yeah he ended up going to the I mean, that's rochester to Minnesota. the mayo clinic but um and so when i was looking for a doctor i was looking for a black doctor it was very few you know that were in the system and the ones that were were usually like specialists like it was a cardiologist or uh something like that so i ended up going with brown delegation uh indian descent doctor and he was real cool i liked him and so now when I'm looking again, it's like, it's hard to find black doctors. So I feel like if I saw this dude, first thing I'm going to do is look at the credentials. And I'm not going deep. I'm not going to the the board of medicine and all that. But I'm yeah. like, okay, what school did he go Nick, to? Nick University Tans, of Phoenix? Nick Tans, Nick Tans, no. <laughs> University of Phoenix? Probably not. <laughs> UT Austin? Or UT San Antonio? Okay. He, he got a legit crew. So... I definitely want the black doctor. And I feel like I feel like we're at that transitional period where the tattoos really isn't a deal breaker anymore because so many people got them now. Like so many people got sleeves. So many people got neck tattoos, like face tattoos are becoming a thing that in five or 10 years, that's not going to disqualify. Like you're going to see a CEO. And not just like a rapper, you're gonna see like a CEO of Bear or something like that that got a face tattoo. 
because so many people have them. So I feel like I could I could do it. I, I definitely will check out the credentials. I'm che- definitely going to check out the reviews because I look at that like what are other people mm-hmm. saying? Oh, yeah, I went. Uh, the wait time was great. He talked to me. He addressed all my issues. Like I look at mm-hmm. that stuff. So if he got good reviews, hey, it's all good. And he could he could tell me about the dope album I need to download when I get out the uh, session. Yo, to me, man, it's finding a doctor. It's it's like a it's it's a for real relationship, man. Like I've been with my doctor for a minute, and I left for a little while when I have a job. Yo, I was just like, you are not like my last doctor. This is not working out. <laughs> I need somebody. I need to go back, and so I couldn't wait to get back. So, yeah, man, I, I can't do it. My wife just switched a couple times now recently because every time she gets a new PCP, they move. And she's like, mm-hmm. I, I like this lady. Like, where she go? Now she gone. Who am I picking? I don't know about this dude. So, yeah, man, it's it's, it's rough. Yeah, my hey, can I keep it real with y'all? I, 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 as a male, like, I have not. I don't. I've never had a really? primary doctor in my life. I've never. Because if you ever need it, <laughs> oh, I need. I need to go. I, my, I was man before the pandemic. I kept telling my wife like, okay, when uh, this, you know, I was gonna go before, like, like literally, like I was planning to go like for my birthday, right when the pandemic was starting, or before, you know, a couple months after that, I was, I was you know, planning like, okay, well, I'll call birthday, and do all this stuff and finally get going all that stuff. For your birthday, that was last year. I haven't done this, but but look, I, but I haven't been. I mean, I can't. I I I don't think I've ever. I think maybe no, maybe one year I went to like a primary care and got like a physical or something. I mean, I was in the military and uh, you know, I, and of course, like I, you know. I go to like uh, you know the uh, you know what's that stuff called the um, a convenient care or whatever it is urgent, urgent care. care center I'll do that yeah but like I haven't had a physical a, a personal physician ever and, that, and that's what I did for, <laughs> and I don't want one really I don't want to go that's what I did <laughs> for a long die. time like I I'm said good. I went like 10, 12 years without one and part of it's because I moved and then my doctor he's not old but like me and my grandma had the same oh. doctor at one point so I was just like you know what I. And I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, when she kind of fell ill, I'm like, oh, we got the same doctor. But um, and so for like that 10, 12 years, I would just go to urgent care if I was sick. It was just like, eh, let me just go yeah. to urgent care, get whatever. I don't get sick often. You know, it was more usually for an injury or something like that. I would go. But at some point, I'm like, you know, once we start, start approaching 40, I'm like, yo, I need some I need a doctor to go to consistently. I hadn't had a physical in 10, 12 years. I hadn't had no blood work um, and all that. We had to get that little. We got to get that. You don't have to do that no more. It's 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 twenty twenty one. You just pee in a cup, man. Yeah. No, they 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 do that, but it's like it's like forty (laughs) five. For black people, by the time we get there, it's close. It's something like this. It's it's all it's phasing out now. We got like two, he just he just he just said we got like two years left. I mean, no, man, some old school doctor gonna be like, "Hey, man, you gotta use three fingers." On you. <laughs> if you gotta use three fingers on you, that's on you, bro. You wild. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here in the streets, man. What can I say? <laughs> but yeah, but but I think it's important. Like I said, I actually like my doctor. He used to talk about joy. I think the first visit I wore some J's. So every visit after that, he asked me about J's. Like, oh, you, you got some new Jordans? You got some new shoes? And blah blah. That's racist. That's racist. No shoes. <laughs> no my doctor cool as more. We talked about he got a no. PS5 and he was talking about Xbox and hey, he wanted to get an Xbox and also yeah, you get a black doctor that's around your age. That's cool, man. But. It's hard to come back. So, and I'm going to throw this to the listeners before we go to the last story. But would you uh, rock with a doctor with face tattoos, face <laughs> tattoos, neck tattoos? Do you know a doctor uh, with those tattoos? Hit us up uh, on our social media. Let Yo, us if know. If you are a doctor with uh, face tattoos. Hit- I know, like, what's your life story? How did you end up with the face tattoos? Was this after you got in med school? Was this? It had to be after. There's no way that they. No, I had to be pre. No, it was pre-med school. So? Yeah, somebody who was probably in them streets and then uh, decided that that Gang was stupid, and then they got they turned Gang their life around. wasn't for right. them, so they was just like, "All right, we got to right, change exactly. things." Exactly. They they used to patch up their homies. Like, <laughs> they, 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 they got shot the in the <laughs> They they realized they could take out a bullet <laughs> without puncturing the artery. They're like, yeah, "Hey, shout out to that TV show. I can make I a career out of this." Show used to be called Mob Doctor. It was cool. They just ran up on old girl that made her fix everything for them. What's up? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Shonda, is this is this you? You got the 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 barbecue story. This is one of the ratchet stories that was passed down to me by. <laughs> <laughs> 
So our dear uh, DJ Paul from Three Six Mafia has started a barbecue sauce brand, and he's got let's see, I think three products. So he's got the smoked out barbecue sauce that has eleven different spices and herbs. He's got um, let's see, an actual sauce, and then he's got an everything seasoning. Everything. It's, it's called mm. everything, so you have to say it right. <laughs> um, and then on his website, too, um, he has, like, a couple of recipes that it says, like, he's been um, focusing on for the last 15 years to prepare for, for the people. So would you guys try any of these three wonderful products started by um, <laughs> Three Six Mafia, DJ Paul? Well, the, the black Ryan don't eat barbecue. Ryan's barbecue. If DJ Paul you, you made the like barbecue sauce, barbecue. like I know for a fact, Crunchy Black ain't finna let him put out a, a barbecue <laughs> sauce if it ain't fire. <laughs> Gangsta Boo ain't having that. What's the other girl? LeChat? LeChat ain't finna let DJ Paul come out here without a good barbecue sauce. So if DJ Paul say he made something, man, it looked legit. I like the bottle. He got his picture on it. He don't have a fitted on in the picture, so he taking it seriously, so yeah, I'm tasting it. I wonder if uh, does Project Pat cosign? That's, <laughs> I that's who Project I want to see. Pat Project Pat cosign the, yeah, the barbecue. Hey, Project Pat used to go to the same gym with me, man. That's a lot. I don't think nobody even knew who he was up in, who he was up in there. Well, he used to be in the gym on the trail. <clears throat> he was struggling, but I was like, Project I was like, Pat probably well, do, younger, the, yeah. do the commercial. Project Pat, yeah, shout out to him, man. That'd be a probably. fire commercial. Yo, too. I. I I think it's hilarious. I, is this a, I don't know, maybe this is just a regular shirt. I thought this was an apron in this one picture that he got, like this little sparkly black and silver shirt. I guess it's, it's a shirt. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but that, that's just funny. In terms of- He got the, an apron on in the, if you go to the videos, he does have an apron. He has the chef hat on too that says DJ Paul, but he got, he got the apron on too. Okay. Is he playing his beats? Go to the video. I'm-, I'm I'm gonna respect DJ Paul for just putting his name on there. It's just DJ Paul's barbecue. Uh, you know, Master P be trying to get jazzy and steal un- Uncle P, and uh, he like tries to steal an existing name and and turn it over. DJ Paul just like, look, I'm DJ Paul. This is my barbecue sauce. This is my seasoning. Uh, y'all know again. I like to try new things, so I think uh, this season, this DJ Paul seasoning, this DJ Paul barbecue sauce, I definitely would rock with it. I, I, I eat, I eat no limit noodles. I eat the, 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 the Master P Raymond noodles, so you know I'm gonna try some DJ Paul seasoning and barbecue sauce. Look, I, you know, having you know, not being from the south, coming down the south, I don't really like messy barbecue. I'm I'm not a rib dude, but you know, I like you know, like burgers, shish kebab. So like, I'll, I will try that. But what I want to know is, many of the three six mafia songs all about smoking. Is what is one of the eleven herbs? Is it marijuana in in the season? I want to know it because he should he should get into that. If it's not, it should be in there because I want to try some that. Some CBD and uh, CBD some, some, infused yeah, barbecue. Yes, yeah, and and then I want to give it to Ryan and let him just go crazy, <laughs> and then we, we record a podcast with him experiencing this 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 his first high of his entire and life this, on some barbecue. And I, I think it'd be is awesome. What I needed was this DJ Paul commercial. I'm going to play it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's your boy DJ Paul representing that 3-6 Mafia. And I'm here to introduce y'all to award winner DJ Paul's Barbecue Rub Seasoning. Award winner DJ Paul's Barbecue Rub and Seasoning is compounded of 11 different spices and herbs that combine into one of the most flavorful treats you will ever flavor your meat with. The seasoning is filled with years of barbecue smoke flavor secrets to provide you with the easiest, most efficient way to create delicious dishes without having to spend hours of preparation. Yo, he's serious. This is an infomercial, basically. This mug is long. I was waiting on Project Pat to come on, but he is not coming on. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, that, he needs work on his video production, but the music was on point. The video looked like he was at his mama's house. But hey. Now, Shonda, you you introduced the story, but I don't know if you ever said, would you uh, get down with the, the DJ Paul's barbecue? Okay, song? so about the commercial, I don't like that he said barbecue. <laughs> no, that means <laughs> it's <laughs> 
Right. The more country you serve, the better it tastes. Barbecue, BBQ, or barbecue? Barbecue. <laughs> He, he, he also said compounded <laughs> with 11 <laughs> herbs. Like, what is that? What is I'm compounded? Matter of fact, I might you start eating barbecue. Compound herbs. <laughs> Order on Amazon. That is hilarious. Um, I, I would try it. I don't eat um, a lot of barbecue either, actually. Um, but I, I would try the sauce, maybe like on french fries or something like that. And then I would definitely try the everything sauce, just on everything, just to see how it is. <laughs> All right. On, on, on what's that? What's that cheese? A little probel cheese. Just, yep. just sprinkle on the <laughs> cheese. Oh, that's weird. Disgusting. Now, now disgusting. disgusting. Box wine poppy. Be honest. Would you slob on DJ Paul's on the cobs? cobs. <laughs> <laughs> on the cobs. Slob on his wow. cob. I would definitely. Sh- <laughs> so you're asking a Paul if he would slob on another DJ cob? DJ Paul's cob? Yeah, yeah for this, for this like barbecue sauce, I would. That's I'm, that's how that's how crazy. Because I mean, look. One of the video, if you go to the video page, he's got one video. He's got a Memphis Tiger hat right there. So hey, I'm I'm with him right there all the way. I'll, I'll rock. Hey, I, I wish we were doing a video pod because <laughs> the Black Ryan's eyes <laughs> bust out his head <laughs> when I said slob on his. He's like, oh my god! I don't know. I just wasn't expecting it. That's crazy. No, it, it was cob, but he actually said that in that song, like yeah, corn on the cob. That's why he said so, it. That's right. Check in with me. He'd been planning it the whole yeah. time, right? Actually, that was Juicy J's part, but I digress. <laughs> they all sound the same. I'm just stating facts. I'm just stating facts is all. Well, Ryan, uh, you you came in late. We are done with the topics. I don't know. Do you have any interest in this week in blackness? Because we didn't get to you to wrap up uh, the show. Where you been at? Tell us where you been at. I had to part with the minivan today. Uh, mm-hmm. I went on Saturday. Uh, the yes woman paid off for me. She was just like, hey, wait, it's a nice day out. She's like, let's go out. Let's go test drive some challenges. And I was like, what? I was like, if the kids stay here, sure, we can go test drive some cars. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to take them to my mama house. So she did that. And me and the wife was out rolling. Wasn't really paying attention. You know, I didn't think nothing was going to happen, but ran across one. And I was like, this mug is nice. <laughs> so. Put in, put in a deal. Had a little, little snafu that Saturday. Uh, cool salesman's though. Nobody was actually available. I'll tell that story another time. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, put it down and do had to uh, do some numbers. I guess Monday morning he said today he's gonna call me back. Wasn't expecting nothing because I'm like you can't match what I got at the credit union and therefore I can't get the rebates that y'all was given. But he called back and was like I got it done deal and I was like oh I'll be mm-hmm. there. So drove out there, got it, and brought it home. Yep. Congratulations. Nice. So what? I never thought I would have this car phenom. I know you remember back in the day when I was just like, yo, one day, man, like in 2008, one day, man, I'm, I'm going to get a Challenger. And then we had kids, and I was like, I'm never going to get a Challenger. So, hey, it's just cool to have one. I'm happy got to be it. here. Now, now the so, and so the minivan went went for trade. Yeah. Minivan's going bye bye. I felt I felt so I felt wow. the way, man. Y'all joke about the minivan, but my I bought that when my daughter was born, like literally. And so, like that's always been the car that we've had. So lots of memories in in the van. <laughs> now you probably got a, a decent little penny for it, no. you know, at least more than you normally <laughs> oh, no. would. No, that van is five dollars with a lot this of miles. Beat the hell, man. Well, I, I just meant more than you normally would, just because it's used car I shortage. I was just happy. Yeah, I, that guess not. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think <laughs> that. Like, I'll take you to take. I, this he was, I was. He's like, any lights on? <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's a lot of lights on. All, all of these lights, all Check engine. Which one? except the headlights, right? <laughs> Every light except the headlights. The AC come on, but it, it's a thirty second delay. Like, will you take it? All right. Well, it is about time to wrap up the show. So I will kick it off. Please make sure that you follow us on social media. Actually, Ryan, if people want to email the show, if they have some show topics, uh, where can they email us? I don't even know the email. (laughs) (laughs) Is it uh, the the Black Delegates Pod at Gmail? Is that right? Is it the? Good job. Good job. I didn't know if it was the owner or not. The the man who started the email address. (laughs) I ain't used it since I typed it in. Hey, you can follow us on social media. We are at Black Delegates as an underscore between Black and Delegates on Instagram and Twitter. Follow 
CPT, the Black Ryan, at the Black Ryan on Twitter yep, and Instagram. Yep. Boxwine Poppy is on Twitter, at Boxwine Poppy. And I am on Twitter and the gram, at Ghetto Phenom Shonda. Still hiding. She's still not sharing the burner account with the public. Uh, Boxwine Poppy, if people want to help out the show, if they want to help us to grow, what can they do? Send in those repression <laughs> checks. If y'all want them, send them to me. I'll take them. Find something to do with them. <laughs> if you uh, help us out, man. Uh, send us comments. Give us your feedback. Raise review us. Subscribe. Tell a friend. All those good things. Shonda, any thoughts before we wrap up? Not got nothing. Got nothing. No. So I'm a, So even though I have stepped in as the host for today, I'm going to be gracious. I'm going to hand the microphone back to the Black Ryan to oh, see if no, he don't has do that. any wise words as we get up out of here. Uh, this will be one pack podcast that I can't wait to edit. I'm curious to see how y'all did without me here. Can I? Does Phenom need to be the full time host, and I can slide back in the back and just crack jokes every now and then? We might better pull that off. We'll see. Cracking jokes is pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> no work at all. All right. Well, with that, we appreciate y'all for listening. This is the Black Delegates Podcast, episode one hundred sixty six, and we will be back next week. Thanks for rocking with us. Holla. Nobody beats the biz. You, you got what I need. But you say he just a friend. And you say he just a friend. Having a friend couldn't be no crime Cause I have friends and that's a fact Like Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine and Jack Forget about that, let's go into the story About our girl named blah 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 that adore me So we started talking, getting familiar Spending a lot of time so we can build a relationship Or some understanding how it's gonna be in the future we was planning Everything sounded so dandy and sweet I had no idea I was in for a treat After this was established, everything was cool The tour was over and she went back to school I called every day to see how she was doing Every time that I called her, it seemed something was brewing I called a rumor, got picked up and then I called her again I said, yo, who is that? Oh, he's just a friend Has a friend. Has a friend. Has a friend.